Remy and Casey on 92.3 W.I.L. Happy National Taco Day, Casey. Let's go. It's a random what? It's a random day for it. It's on October fourth every year. Yeah, but I think this is one of those years that should be like Easter, and it moves to the second two or the first Tuesday oh, of yeah. October. Yeah, you know. And now that Taco Tuesday has been released by Taco John's, and everybody can like the use trademark. it. Trademark. Yeah. yeah. Why not? You know. On the, on the first Tuesday of October, she declared always Taco Tuesday. Who was it? LeBron. I swear LeBron didn't care. He was still making money on it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But we'll celebrate with some tacos for lunch. Uh, I'm treating everybody in the office today. Right. Yeah. Oh. We got a little meeting. It's and then... so weird. I heard the boss say that he was going to buy it, but nah, okay. Nah, I guess it was you. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to take credit. I figured I'd give it to him. So I know. You're so passive. He's <laughs> modest, truly. Uh, today on the show, we've got the first installment of Casey's Witch in Kitchen. Oh, yeah. She's back. Let's go. Uh, so we'll have some uh, spooky recipes coming up in the show. 7.30 for that. We've also got your chance to win Tim McGraw tickets at 8 o'clock. And we will do that with the big three. So be here for that. We've also got that Smack the Track that's also happening. So whenever you hear a Tim McGraw song on the air, go ahead on over to the app, Smack the Track, and you could win Tim McGraw tickets that way. Thanks for hanging out. Good morning. It's 92.3 WIL. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Brad Paisley said you may think of his music as sitcom humor, but his next album is turning to dark humor. So Brad Paisley says he's getting inspired by his home state of West Virginia through both the triumphs and struggles of life in rural Appalachia. So a few years ago, Texas country was all the, was the key word. Texas country that turned into red dirt country, that Southern Southwestern traditional sound. Red dirt country. Yeah. And still is totally like a hype word, I think in the industry. But now we're really starting to come around to that Eastern Appalachian. Yeah. Appalachia. Appalachia. Girl. (laughs) And Brad Paisley's (laughs) hopping in on it since he was literally raised there. That old mountain music. Brad Paisley is teasing a new album by releasing two songs. One of which is called Son of the Mountains, which just talks about like the natural beauty, the hardworking people, the independence of the state, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I really don't know anything about West Virginia, if I'm being honest. But I feel like I'm learning through him because the second song he released is called The Medicine Will. And it focuses on like the opioid epidemic and how addiction is specifically devastating to generations of family in that one region. And that's something I've never really thought of is that's where the coal miners are. Yeah. Lumberers, the farmers. Obviously, that's where Dolly Parton comes from and... Loretta Lynn, Mm -hmm. the coal miner's daughter. That area is unbelievably affected by that. Which I had no idea, but it makes so much sense. That's the ideal location for things like opioids, painkillers. And Brad Paisley is upset seeing what that addiction has done to his community. This state's been ravaged, um, the opioid crisis, namely. We were targeted by these companies that said, these are the people that will eat this stuff up. They've lost their jobs, and if they are working jobs, they're hard jobs, and they, they need this. So to come back to that is heartbreaking. There's a song on my next album that deals with this. Every living here don't 
So that's what he means when he says, you know, I used to sing songs that felt like sitcoms, like online or I'm going to miss her, water, whatever it was. Uh-huh. But now he's turning to a more dark humor to get his points across because they're things that he actually cares about. Yeah. And that, that just that little snippet of that sounds very mm-hmm. much like that Appalachian music, which is, which is uh, so, it feels so like. Gritty. Gritty, deep. In like a chilling you know I mean? way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold. He's getting deep. Brad Paisley. <laughs> I'm going to post more. Maybe I'll post this music video for that song to our Facebook page. So you can follow us at 923WIL on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Remy and Casey. Do you rinse your fruits and veggies? 314 699 4766. I was making dinner for the kids the other night and went to the fridge to grab an apple to slice up. And I just went straight into slicing. And Lauren caught me doing this and she goes, you're not rinsing the apple before you put it on the kid's plate? Before we go any further, this is no hate. It's a serious question. Yeah. Is there a rule your wife does not follow? Ah, mm, uh, Yeah. I don't know what that is offhand. Though. I was going to say, I bet you can't think of it though. Okay, go on. Just because I feel like she's it, she's she's the one that's got it together. It would probably involve shopping. She knows degree. all the things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but go on. So uh, I just went straight into slicing this apple. Lauren said, wait, you, wait, you don't rinse the apples? And I said, it looks clean to me. And don't they pre-rinse apples? <laughs> don't they pre-rinse all of these things? No. Yeah. No. There's got to be some sort of like rinsing process. I'm to... sure it goes through a little <sighs> yes. mist. That's like, all I need. As it goes into the grocery store. That's all I need. <laughs> oh, no. So do you rinse your apples before you slice them up and eat them or just eat them straight up? So Casey? this is funny that you said, don't they pre-rinse? Because a lot of people get really up in arms about like, especially things like strawberries or carrots or um, whenever you get fruits and vegetables, you gotta come home and take them, put them in the water with the baking soda, let them dry, then put them in the fridge. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I don't care what it is. I'm eating it straight. If it yeah. comes out the ground, I'll wipe it off of my pants and eat it. I yeah, don't that was, really care. That was my argument. But I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's the pesticides. It's the, it's the little bitty bugs. I don't care about the little bitty bugs. Okay. We're, I think I'm going to be all right. So we're going to Eckert's on Friday. And the whole thing there is like, find an apple, just eat it right there in the orchard. I mean, you do have to like look for the worms. Uh, sure. But that's the same. Like my, to my point, that's typically safe to do, right? And I know that it gets, you know, when they pick them and then they process them and then they're touching totally. hands and all the things and the bacteria along the way to your house. But there's still stuff on those apples, right? Yeah, I'm kind of with you in the sense that I also am not like this, but my fiance is. Like when we go and we get a big haul of fruits and vegetables and stuff, he is in the kitchen for minimum an hour. <laughs> He is washing, rinsing, drying. He's got the little machine that's like you push the button and it makes the lettuce spin so that it dries. That's just fun to play with. So it's a big deal at our house, but I'm with you. So there's there's another study that just came out that says that you need to wash and rinse your inedible peel like the like a banana you'd have to wash and rinse peel. that as well because when you do peel it your hands have been all over the peel that you're not going to eat but then if you touch the actual fruit that you are going to eat you've transferred it then they're talking about doing like avocados pineapples 
uh, bananas, all those as well. Not speaking in regards to the pandemic that we experienced, aside from that, yeah. germs are just don't care. <laughs> I think it's going to be all right. Not caring about them germs. Most of the time. You know what? It's all It all betters your immune system in the end, right? Just just, just <laughs> don't be silly about it. You know what I mean? What's your, what's your view on fruits and veggie washing? You take an hour to do this after you come home from the grocery store? Or you just, you know, whatever, pop it in your mouth. 314-699-4766. Let us know. I need to know if my kids are going to get sick, though, because I never wash them apples. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> if they're going to get sick, I don't think that's the thing that's going to do it. You rinse your fruits and veggies because I got in trouble the other night for you know being caught for slicing up an apple that wasn't rinsed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say in trouble. We just kind of like went back and forth on the ideals that I have when it comes to washing and rinsing, which is n- none. I have none. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the 636, I see it, I eat it. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the where I'm at with all this. Just an extra step. From the 314, Remy and Casey, Remy and I guess Casey too, you nasty. Okay. Uh, from the 618, I always rinse fruits and veggies. Trouble is, there's no way that I'm getting all the crud. I basically run underwater and wipe. What's that going to do? but I do it anyway. Right. Agree. Um, From the 618, I have to wash any produce, especially apples. I've seen someone straight cough into their hand and then start picking up the apples and moving them around. That, I guess, I could get on board with. But we usually buy the ones that are already like pre-bagged. Oh, you It just do. makes things easier. And you don't have to go through and like look at all the apples and make sure there's no bruises on them or whatever. Yeah, because then you're just buying them and then you get home and they do have bruises on them. That's fine. That's fine. Just cut them off. They're for the kids anyway. They don't know. Oh my gosh. That's what you should be telling these people in the text line. Hey, it's for the kids. They don't, they don't know people are coughing in their hands That's and touching true. them. That's true. Let us know how you feel about washing and rinsing your fruits and veggies. Do you wash and rinse bananas? Because that's a new thing, that's apparently. Crazy. 314-699-4766. Lace them up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey. Just a little over a week away from the start of the Blues season. In case you were wondering, the the Blues are the 11th most likely to win the Stanley Cup this year. That's where all 11th the cards. 11th most likely. Yeah, I think they're like Listen, plus 3,000 right now. We love an underdog. Turn we, it up some. Exactly. We've done this before. Avalanche, Oilers, and Golden Knights are the favorites this year. Uh, the St. Louis Blues home opener is October 14th, while... The game against the Seattle Kraken doesn't start until 7 p.m. There's still plenty of things to do for fans from 3 to 5.30 at Union Station. They're going to be doing that rally they do every year there. Yeah. Um, well, Hungarians will be playing. Our sister station, 101 ESPN, will be down there. Right. Uh, lots of activities. Festivities to kick off a season. Hopefully yeah. more successful than the last couple. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. Uh you know, for the sheer fact that we'll have something to talk about in sports other than Travis Kelsey Taylor and Taylor and Swift. Yeah. Um, the rally is going to be open to all fans with or without tickets. So if you don't have tickets to the game, you can still go down there. Um, and the first game of the season for the Blues will be an away game. It'll be on the 12th against the Stars. Speaking of Travis Kelsey, <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, he's already laughing. Aaron Andrews is apparently the one to thank for the Taylor Swift connection. This was on Aaron Andrews' podcast on August 3rd of this year. Taylor, I don't know what you are doing in your life right now besides rocking the world. 
please try our friend, Travis. He is fantastic. Do it for yourself, do it for us, and do it for the people because there's no, no one that would give you a better time than this guy. Wow, there's just so much to unpack in that short little 15-second clip. <laughs> They're like selling Travis Kelsey to Taylor Swift in this podcast. They were. This was a little under a month after he saw her at Arrowhead. Yeah. So he had already been kind of shooting his shot online. Yeah. Was Everybody's Aaron- on board. And if you're not, get on board because we're having fun out here. I was just thinking this morning, in a couple of years, are we going to like look back and be like, oh my gosh, remember the Travis Taylor craziness that took over the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just worried that something happens in the middle of the season. You know how the, you know how this oh, goes, right? Oh, up the Chiefs. Yeah, bad maybe, juju. Maybe it gives him that fire to finish strong and show her what he, what she's missing. Perhaps. I think they stay together till the end of the season. She's already writing songs about it. We made it to the 50 and then you kissed me. We made it to the 40. A new love story. Is this AI? We made it to the 30 and you did no. me dirty right then. You put the end in tight end. Oh <laughs> my. Did you say that's AI? No, it's actually Taylor. I don't sure, know what you're talking about. Sure, 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 for sure. <laughs> totally. You she has put quick turnaround. The end in tight end. Let's go. That's perfect. We should right? learn it. We should learn it. Uh, City SC has Vancouver tonight. Kickoff at 9:30. Trending now. It's keeping up with Casey on 92.3 WIL. Ed Sheeran and his lightweight lungs were no match for Snoop Dogg. Ed Sheeran. They recently met. And Ed Sheeran says he got so high, he went temporarily <laughs> blind. Jeez. Ed Sheeran said earlier this month, he found himself backstage with his wife, his mother-in-law, randomly Russell Crowe. Okay. At a Snoop Dogg show. I was in Melbourne recently and I was with my wife and my mother-in-law and Snoop Dogg was playing. And I was like, we gotta go. I remember I remember him meeting my mother-in-law and being like, What's up, Queen? And I don't I don't really smoke at all. And I was in I was in the dressing room and he's like, Do you want some? And I was like, Okay, now's the time. So I have a bit and I'm like, oh, I don't feel too bad. Like, this is good. And then I have a bit more. Then I have a bit more. Then I have a bit more. <laughs> I just remember looking at him being like, I can't see right now. I've got to <laughs> Temporarily blind. Just think about that. Like of all the people that you may or may not see in Australia, Snoop Dogg is not on my list of people that I'm like, oh, it's Snoop, it's Melbourne. This makes sense. With the mother-in-law. Yeah, right. I'm just imagining Ed Sheeran having like an internal crisis, but keeping his cool, holding a blunt in front of Snoop Dogg and his mother-in-law just taking it all in. I think another question I have is how does Ed Sheeran decide to go to another artist's show? Like, do you just go? Do you just buy tickets or do you make calls and then you end up backstage? You definitely, because there's no way he, I know Taylor went through the front door at Arrowhead and that had everyone confused. That never actually happens. He's got to go through a back door somehow. Yeah. And you know, even if he's, He's not paying for tickets. He might be throwing tips to the security people or something, but he's not paying for tickets. (laughs) Of course, it's a well-known fact that Snoop Dogg can smoke like a chimney at any given time, but we can't really blame Ed for trying to keep up because, you know, when in Rome. I'm going to say, like, if if Snoop's there, you know, 
He he took the opportunity. And he I'm went sure for Snoop it. was looking at Ed Sheeran like, yeah, got another one. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> Real news is lame. This is unprofessional news on 92.3 WIL. So there's going to be an alert that's sent to all of our radios, televisions, and all of our cell phones this afternoon at 1.20 Central Time. The purpose of this is to make sure that our EAS system works, the emergency alert system. Uh, so in time of need, tornadoes, earthquakes, things like that, everything is working. And uh, conspiracy theorists think that something else is going on. <laughs> oh, it's October 4th. I was hearing something about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always funny to me because they, I mean, they've, they've done EAS tests since we forever. Were babies, you know, even before that on the TV, they pop on and, and no one thinks the thing of it. I do one about once a week on exactly. the air in the midday. No one thinks the thing of it, totally. but all of a sudden now they're utilizing technology. It's coming to our phones. <laughs> they've got your information. They got your information. <laughs> so conspiracy theorists have this in mind. It's actually quite detailed and I commend them for this. They claim that the alert on people's cell phones will be used to activate nanoparticles introduced into people's bodies through the COVID-19 vaccines. Something called graphene oxide, which was placed into people's blood via the COVID-19 vaccines that we received. Graphene oxide was not a part of that. Now, that's not to say that the government didn't cover it up. But they're saying that when... The alert happens. It will activate the graphene oxide and we will be turned into robots and that we can become remote control toys for our government to do with what they will. These people got two things I do not have. And that is the time and the audacity. <laughs> because what are we talking about, guys? I don't understand it either. Could Taylor and Travis be a distraction? <laughs> Look over here. It's Taylor and Travis. Have them, have them get the nanoparticles ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Uh, we're going to need the nanoparticles. Uh, October 4th sounds good. Also, why would they tell us before they did it? You know what I mean? Like, why would... The, who, and who's they? Are we talking about the government? It got leaked. Are we talking about the government that almost shut down a couple days ago? They can't even run our own country. If they can leak Kanye's album, they can leak this, Remy. You, you think that... That our government is sophisticated enough to activate nanoparticles? Come on. It's sophisticated. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to lose my voice if I keep doing this. You can also you can also go into the settings on your phone and just turn it off. You can. That's all you can do. That's the craziest part. Yeah. You can just turn off your EAS or your alerts or whatever. You don't ever have to be alerted for anything. <laughs> <laughs> just hope that the next time a tornado is in the area... You've got an idea. Right. The sirens go off. Long story short, your phone's going to go off today. No panic. You're good. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. The 31 Mornings of Halloween with Remy and Casey. Powered by Johnny Brock's Dungeon. Yeehaw. <laughs> you want to do the dance, don't you? The TikTok dance. I don't know it. <laughs> it's pretty complex. What do you got for us today? Today starts the first 
of Casey's Witchin Kitchens. We're back. I have a better kitchen this year and better <laughs> recipes coming at you. Do you upgrade the kitchen every year? Is that how that goes? You know, I should. <laughs> <laughs> so last night I made pumpkin soup. Pumpkin soup is a huge staple for the fall and winter time in our household. Mm-hmm. I'm not the chef of the house. Like I am so basic when it comes to food and I think you'll see it in this cooking video. My fiance is the one the chef of the house. Gotcha. But this is the one thing that I can make that always gets his approval and always gets him pumped up. Okay. So. After I- seeing this, uh, I'm not putting pumpkin in soup, but the end product looks good. That was going to be my question. Have you ever tried a pumpkin or a pumpkin bisque? No, but I love bisques. Yeah. There's an easy, if you watch the video, I make a statement at one point as to how you can make it into a bisque if you wanted to. You just put some cream in there? You add a little extra cream, and I put um, butternut squash in my soup. Mm. But if you just blend it up with everything else, with the onions and the yeah. broth, and the, it could just become a bisque. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin pie Me or either. pumpkin things. Too much pumpkin freaks out my taste buds. But I love pumpkin bread. Yes. Pumpkin bars. Those are good. And zucchini is the same way. I'm not going to straight up eat zucchini, but if you put zucchini in bread, I like it all of a sudden. So maybe if you soupify it, I'm in too. I just haven't tried it. We got to get you figured out on the zucchini thing because it's not as weird as you're thinking it is. It tastes like cucumbers. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't, I just, it's not one of those things that I'm typically grabbing at the, the grocery store. Well, now I want you all to go to the grocery store, either grab a pumpkin or if you're like me and you don't have that time, grab canned pumpkin. Yeah. It's in the baking aisle. Get that Libby's. Exactly. It's Libby's, right? Probably. <laughs> and then go home and follow this recipe and make some pumpkin soup and cheesy garlic bread and impress everyone in your household. We are celebrating the 31 mornings of Halloween and we get off to a little bit of a, a little bit of a slow start and then we ramp up as the month continues. But I think we're off to a decent start with Casey's Witch and Kitchen today. I would say so. We've yeah. got pumpkin soup. We've got the Momo. We've got Kevin Bacon burning down houses because they're haunted. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. starting off strong. We've got a tarot card reader coming in Woo! and... Uh, uh, we're going to have our fortunes read. I don't know. Is that what you say with a tarot card reader? You get your fortune read? I don't know. You we're going to have some uh, logistic questions to ask. Yeah. And yeah. I want to know how real this stuff is. Yeah, I'm afraid to pull those cards. I just don't know what's in them for me. Mm. <laughs> you know, I hope it's fame and fortune, right? It's probably not. It's probably <laughs> not. Uh, but if you miss anything from the 31 mornings of Halloween, you can always check out. We've got a running uh, web a web page, a blog post right now going up on the website, 923WIL.com. Remy and Casey. All right, time to play the big three. We've got Allie and Crystal City alongside Casey. Today, you want to go ahead and spin the wheel of games. <laughs> All right, today we are playing a game called Taylor or Terrifying. You're going to tell me if this is a line from a horror movie or a Taylor Swift lyric. Yes! Being a Swifty, I feel like this should be quick and easy for you. I think so too. But I'm going to make it a little bit harder because I'm going to read all of them in kind of a horror-y voice. If that makes sense. What's your horror voice? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like like this. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, Allie in Crystal City, you can go to her once for these. If you have any questions, I highly doubt you will. But she's going to guess how many she thinks you got right at the end of this for those Tim McGraw tickets. Are you ready, Casey? Yes. All right. 
Here's number one. <sighs> you've got demon. You've got your demons. And darling, they all look like me. Is that a Taylor Swift lyric or is that a horror movie quote? Would you like it, it again? It does sound pretty poetic. And it does throw me off when you do your little voice. Do it again. You've got your demons. And darling, they all look like me. <laughs> If this is a line, I can't point to the song, but uh, let's just say it's a Taylor Swift lyric. Final answer? Yes. Okay, number two. Oh, I should have asked Ellie. Let's go. Now I wake up in the night and watch you breathe. Yes, that's a Taylor lyric. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's number three. So you've got Taylor Taylor. I don't know, man. I'm just making it up now. All right, here's number three. Do you have to open graves to find girls to fall in love with? <laughs> that is a movie quote. Final answer? Yes. Hang on. Allie, would you consider yourself a Swifty? No, not at all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Never mind. I don't feel confident about this at all. Okay. Your final answer is Taylor Taylor horror film, correct? Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. We go to Allie now. Allie, how many out of three do you think Casey got right today? I'm going to say three. Three. Wow. Wow. That's extreme. That is extreme. Casey. She did it. Let's go through the the answers. I do, in fact, have those pulled up. So the first one is, you've got your demons, and darling, they all look like me. Sad, beautiful, tragic. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We've got the second one. Now I wake up in the night and watch you breathe, which should be a horror film lyric. Now I wake up in the night and watch you breathe. Dude, just imagine if you're sleeping and you wake up and Taylor Swift is there watching you. Head on, like elbowed up. And uh, the last one is a quote from The Mummy. Do you have to open graves to find girls to fall in love with? Yeah. That's from the old school. I think it's 1932 or something like that. Congratulations to Allie. You're going to see Tim McGraw next year. Thank you. You did it. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Hardy's in the hospital. Is he okay? He's fine. Okay. Well, he is now. So Hardy has been forced to cancel some upcoming shows on his headlining tour this fall due to crippling anxiety that essentially led him to hospitalization. He posted on all his socials, Instagram, Facebook, everything. You know when celebrities or artists need to make a statement, they'll write it in their notes app. Yeah, and then, and then screenshot it. It's that. He said, I need to be honest with everyone for a second. I've been dealing with some serious anxiety since the bus accident last year. And over the last few weeks, it's taking control of my life. It's caused me to suffer from panic attacks and they have landed me in the hospital. I need a moment to focus on myself, for my wife, for my family, and for you, the fans. So obviously, if you'll remember about a year ago, whenever Hardy was on tour with Morgan Wallen, um, their tour buses were following each other overnight to wherever the next city was. And Morgan was on FaceTime with Hardy in the second bus. And then Hardy's screen just went black. And they must have been in some sort of conversation where like Morgan knew, oh, he wouldn't have just hung up or let his phone die. Something's wrong. 
Morgan turns his bus around. They go find Hardy's, which had flipped. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the bus driver was the only one in bad condition, but even he's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think about this all the time. As an artist who travels so much, I think about the bus accidents. Um, Montgomery, Chora Gentry, who died in a helicopter. Reba's plane crash where her entire band passed away. Yeah. This happens so often and I don't think it gets talked about enough, but I can totally understand why Hardy's freaking out. For sure. And you're relinquishing control yes. to the bus driver yep. and trusting the bus driver that you can get comfortable enough to sleep on the bus. Uh-huh. It's your home, right? Yeah. I can totally understand the PTSD that you know he might be suffering right now. Especially because with these new artists who are having their biggest few poppin' years. By that, I mean Morgan Hardy, Lainey Wilson, Parker McCollum, Bailey Zimmerman, these artists that are blowing up almost faster than they can imagine because of things like social media. And then they're booking shows left and right. You're on this coast, you're on that coast, you're headed south, you're headed north. And every single night you're getting on a plane or a bus, trusting, like you said, someone else to get you where you need to go. A lot of times I'm sure it's not the driver's fault or, you know, who knows. Yeah. I bet it doesn't matter what kind of transportation it is either. It could be, it's probably a car, a bus, a plane, whatever it is for him. Train. Right. He's probably feeling that then. I'm just, I'm guessing that's not exactly what he said, but totally, it can be, it can be hard. I cannot even imagine. So I, he says he's going to be back on October 12th, which eight days from now, I kind of wish he would take a little more time off. And wouldn't blame him if he did. I know he's got shows to get through, but I hope that by the end of this tour, he can find some solace in taking time off. For sure. It's officially spooky season. 31 mornings of Halloween with Remy and Casey, powered by Johnny Brock's Dungeon. Well, it already happened. Somebody had the the, uh, emergency responders show up to their house because of their Halloween decorations. (laughs) Shout out to them. Firefighters in upstate New York were called to a house fire. And that's exactly what it looked like from the outside. Very impressive Halloween stunt. Fake flames lit up the windows. I don't know how Halloween-ish this is, but look, you can kind of see. Uh, oh, okay. They're like glowing orange. It really does kind of. But those move. So the, it yeah. looks like flames. It does. It looks pretty real. Shout yeah. out to them. They did a great job. Yeah, it looks really good. And uh, so they, they showed up. Obviously, the fire department said, to our surprise, this was an amazing Halloween decoration. This display will be up Friday and Saturday nights for the public entertainment until the end of October. But uh, it's not going to take much longer for all of the other Halloween displays to to show up and people to call the cops on like what what actually looks like maybe a person hanging from a tree or right. last last year was the stranger things um yes girl uh what's what was her sadie said max, max floating yes. above the trees yeah like with, she's in the upside down or wherever it is they hung her up with fishing line and she it looks like she's just floating in the and it in looks the sky. so real it did look so real they had like news stories on it and everything and they wouldn't tell you how they did it and then it, it was like it's fishing line you can see it no, you can no. see it so uh but i do want to throw this out there in light of halloween displays show us yours i want to know who's got the best halloween display in the st louis area because people go crazy for Halloween decorations. We were driving through town last night and even said to each other, oh my gosh, people are going all out. Yeah. 
holds no bars. Who's waiting on Christmas? Not us. Yeah. Going crazy for the Halloween decorations. We're not like Halloween decoration people, but I totally appreciate if you if you're making huge sets out of your yard. We'll set pumpkins out, you know? That's about it. The basics. But uh, I was watching a TikTok of this guy who set up lasers on his driveway so that when you when you walk your sh- the bottom of your shoes turn green because there's the, like these flat That's cool and he'll he'll put fog on it at night so it looks really spooky that's cool if you've got a cool setup definitely show us yeah please i posted up a facebook uh area where you can do that just comment with your photo of your halloween display and uh, maybe casey and i'll pop out Ooh. do a little video on it or something let us know we need your memories for jingle fest uh 20th anniversary is coming up kind of a big deal we've got lee bryce randy hauser priscilla block tickets on sale now they've been on sale for a little bit of time what is your favorite Jingle Fest memory? Um, gosh, there's there's so many. I would say that uh, my favorite is seeing Morgan Wallen perform before John Party, right, and just totally steal the show. Heartbroken that I missed that year. It was uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, because uh, up until that point, the Morgan Wallen that I knew was like just fresh off the Voice. He playing. was kind of alternative leather yeah. jacket, long straight hair in his face. Yeah. Chris Gaines. Exactly, exactly. So so that was the first time that I had seen him with this kind of new persona, Final I guess. Yeah. Way I talk. And he took the show for sure. That was probably one of my favorite Jingle Fest memories. Man, I'm so jealous I missed that one. Tell us your favorite Jingle Fest memory at 923 WIL.com and you could be winning tickets to this year's Jingle Fest.